Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Check your panties. Aging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'm having chest pain. So sit down, shut the fuck up, take your cock out of your hand, and listen. Joey Valentine. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine. It's Wednesday, coming at you late, but still coming. It's 12-14-2022, December the 14th. 2022 only 11 days left in your christmas shopping uh sorry for the delay on getting the show in today but i was up very late making 80s songs yes that's right i mean seriously 80s music like montage karate kid style rocky uh whatever you know if you know you know uh i'm gonna play one maybe even two for you today uh, i was also working on a video for my uh country my smash country hit California boy meets a Texas man. My gay, not gay ode to Mr. Lafayette from Nerds Talking the Podcast and Taco Tuesday the Podcast. So uh, I wanted to have it done by today, but it's it's going to be so good that I just I couldn't rush it. So when it gets posted onto the YouTube page, I'll let you guys know and you got to check it out. I would also like to say thank you to Jennifer for the amazing Christmas present I got. It's a big-ass blanket from uh, some blanket company that makes big-ass blankets, and they are not cheap. And this bitch is 10 foot by 10 foot. It is monstrous, and it is just... I've been sleeping so much wrapped up in this thing, and uh, thank you. You're the best. So I have a whole lot to get to, so let's just jump right into it. I caught an article that kind of flew under the radar out of San Antonio here in Texas, uh, where a police officer was fired uh, by the name. His name is Matthew Luckhurst, and he's a he was a bicycle police officer, and he was fired. Actually, he resigned before he was able to be fired after he gave a homeless person a shit sandwich. Now, I'm sorry. I know that's not funny, but. I'm trying not to be immature about it, but that is really what happened. Not cool, not cool at all, but he he duked between two slices of white bread, and he gave it to a homeless person, and he got caught, and he resigned. This was a few months ago, and he is now working in a different county, able to keep his job. Isn't that amazing? Not only did he give someone a Duke sandwich, a civilian, He was already under the microscope with the police department because of an incident that happened months before that, and this one is even better. He went into the police women's restroom, not not the one for the public, the women's restroom for lady police officers, and then he feigned taking a massive dump, and then he rubbed tapioca and chocolate pudding all over the toilet seat giving the appearance that there was feces on the seat. Lockhurst received indefinite suspensions for both of these actions, but thanks to a local law that state officers cannot face punishment for conduct after 180 days, he appealed. In March, he was reinstated. So let's talk about Christmas. Let's talk about Santa. I was thinking last night, you may or may not have been raised to believe in Santa Claus, and it's a vile 
evil, nefarious trick that our parents played on us white folks in the suburbs. And not cool. Not cool at all. You really shouldn't do that. It messes with our heads. Now, here's the interesting part about Santa Claus that uh, I'm going to share a little personal uh, story, a little information about myself. I didn't find out that Santa Claus wasn't real until I was like getting close to 13 years old. That's right. (laughs) I was just starting to become a man when I found out about Santa Claus. And guess what? That's right. It's as pathetic as it sounds. I was the last one. I used to ride the bus to school. I grew up in a neighborhood with like eight dudes who were literally born the same year as me. So my whole life, I took the bus with a large group of boys who were all exactly the same age as me. So we all experienced the same things together. You know, talking about girls, finding out about sex, everything. We all learned it together because there was that bus ride. It just so happened that one cold morning on a December day on the way to school, somebody on my bus said, you probably still believe in Santa Claus to someone, not me. And I stood up and I defended Santa and I said, what do you mean still believes in Santa? And that's when all the attention came to me because Joey was the last to know. That's right. Everyone said, you still believe in Santa? And I was so shocked and so dead inside for the rest of the week. And I came home and I said, Mom, my friends told me that Santa's not real. And she she looked at the floor and she frowned and she said, Don't tell your sister. So parents, think about that Santa thing. You might want to let your kids know that Santa is a metaphor for mommy and daddy's hard-earned money and contribution to consumerism. We have a new sponsor, Lifetime's getting in on the action at Fat Guy Loves Cake, the podcast with Joey Valentine. Let's take a break so we can pay some bills. This Christmas, the Lifetime Channel invites you to the holiday movie of the year. For 364 days a year, Santa makes sure that you're nice. But for just one day, Santa gets naughty. Merry f***ing Christmas! Ho, 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 ho! I hope you got a little something for me in there, Santa. Santa's always got a little something left in his sack! Ho, ho, ho! Here's a candy cane for you, Santa. This tastes like pussy. Well, that's weird, because it's been in my ass. Oh, oh, holy sh- Join us as Uncle Murray from Two and a Half Men plays Santa Claus himself. It's a Christmas event you won't want to miss. Lifetime presents Santa's Hose. Oh, Santa! Ho, 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 coming on! Brought to you by Lifetime, a network for women. All right, sounds like Lifetime's got a real winner on their hands. The chicks should love that. That's that's a the true definition of a chick flick, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, if anyone was wondering, uh, update, I did, in fact, send out the rubber dongs to my loved ones. Uh, if you got a rubber dong, it means I love you. 
If you did not get a rubber dong, it means I really, really love you. (laughs) Or you have too many children and I can't take that chance. I don't want to get excommunicated by all my friends. Um, Gentilada and I were talking the other day, and it just so happens that she didn't know something that I thought was common knowledge, and so I figured I might as well share it with my listeners since half of you are female, and maybe you don't know either. Men pee in sinks. That's right, sinks. Bathroom sinks, kitchen sinks, public restroom sinks. Men pee in sinks. And I don't mean some of them. I don't mean the weird ones like me. I mean most of them, if not all. It's kind of like masturbation. We're all doing it, but only some of us are going to own it. Well, that's funny, actually, while I'm talking about that. Another thing women probably don't know is that men, when you're growing up, like it's very taboo to masturbate. Until we were adults, until we had joined the workforce and gotten divorced and lost all (laughs) sense of pride in our lives, did we ever admit to masturbating? But when you were growing up, when you were in high school, when you were in junior high, you could not admit it. You're like, no, I don't do that. That's fucking gross, man. Because losers masturbated. Everyone else was having sex. At least we were lying to each other and saying we were. You you should hear a group of dudes in high school. The only people that were getting laid in high school were the people that had been going out for like years and years. And you knew they'd finally gotten around to doing it. But the rest of us, we weren't having sex, but we sure fucking lied about it. You get a group of high school guys, or even worse, junior high. Hell, we did it back in grade school. We lied about it then, and we were fucking 10. You get a group of guys together, and they go, oh, yeah, I hit that shit all weekend long. Yeah, that girl from Conroe, you know, the one that you've never met but drives in specifically at the age of 12 to come and have sex with me, a fellow 12-year-old in my parents' house. Yeah, yeah, like, and no one ever called anyone on it because you knew if you tried to poke holes in their story, then they were going to come back and poke holes in your story, and then we'd all be busted for being virgins. And we just couldn't have that. So we all knew we were lying. We all knew that we weren't having sex, and deep down inside, we all probably knew that we were whacking it an ungodly amount of times every day. I had socks that would stand up on their own. Okay, so uh, back to the peeing in the sink thing to talk about more completely inappropriate stuff. Uh, I was asked what the fuck about peeing in the sink, and I don't know. I couldn't explain it, so I had to look it up. I had to, I thought, okay, no, there's no fucking way that I'm the only one. I remember I was watching an episode of Big Love with Bill Paxton, HBO. It's about him, and he's a Mormon, and he's got three wives that all live in three houses that are all next to each other. Well, his dad, one of the girls' dad, he's at the house, nice big house in the suburbs, and they come walking into the kitchen one day, and he's standing on a stool, and he's pissing in the kitchen sink. His explanation for doing it, it was there. It's convenient. Something about sinks makes men piss into them. I don't know. Uh, But I got a list, uh, five things that someone wrote on an article, 
about <laughs> the theory of why men pee in sinks, and I'm going to go over them and you know give you my thoughts. Uh, number five says it's quieter. That's true. Man, I really thought I was alone on this growing up, but I was. I used to be so so afraid of people hearing me urinate because when the piss hits the water, it's so fucking loud, and it alerts everyone around you that you're peeing. And if you're at someone's house, especially if you're at someone else's house, you don't want them to hear you urinating into the water. So you whiz in the sink. And yes, if I've been to your house <laughs> prior to sobriety, yeah, I've more than likely whizzed in your sink. A lot. So quieter does hold up. Number four, it uses less water. That is so true. It's green. I never really, you know, use that as an excuse to pee in the sink, but it is nice. I mean, you flush a toilet, it takes 1.6 gallons of water to flush. You pee in the sink, and then you wash your hands. The same water you're washing your hands with washes the pee-pee down the drain. So you're welcome, Mother Earth. All right, number three, what do we got? We're at a party. Oh, yeah. I've been to a lot of parties in my day, and I've drank a lot of beer, and I'm going to say right now, I have never once used the toilet at a party. It's always been the sink. It's <laughs> it's all pipes, baby. It all goes to the same place. Number two, we have a boner. Okay, this is the most important one. When you're going through puberty, you wake up with an erection that is so fierce that you could hammer nails with it, okay? And the fact that you have to urinate means that it is like throbbing. It is so impossible to get rid of. And nothing's going to make it go away except urinating. That is a fucking fact. And you you can't just bend this thing down and aim. Even when you get your dick down and pointed at the toilet, the stream still shoots in the upward direction. It is so fucking annoying. And when I was like 14, 15, 16, man, I'd wake up having to piss so bad, and I, it had to be the sink. There was just, and even then, it was difficult to get in there. I mean, really, <laughs> the only cure for that problem would be to like have a garage with a drain in the middle. Uh, number one, the article list says, it's fun. Man says, I use the following excuses when trying to defend sink peeing to my colleagues. It's transgressive. It feels like you're getting away with a victimless crime. It's the closest I'll ever get to pulling off a diamond heist. That's fucking awesome. That's a great excuse. You feel like you're getting away with a victimless crime. You're not hurting anyone. And you have a dirty little secret. I peed in your sink. <laughs> Sometimes it just feels good to pee differently. And the last one, he says, maybe I have some primal urge to mark my territory. I, I don't feel that way, but it could be a subconscious thing. Maybe we do. I don't know. All right. I wanted to play you a song that I made last night. Uh, total 80s. You're going you're gonna to feel the 80s. All right. You can just imagine. Uh, I wanted to propose a little contest to you. I make reference to numerous 80s movies in this song. If you email me and you can name every one of them correctly, only the ones that are in there. If you even name one that's not in there, then you don't win. If you can name every reference I make and just the references I make and send it to me at fatguylovescake at yahoo.com, 
I will give you a prize. And I don't mean some ghetto shit or just some stickers. I mean, I will give you a legit prize with my own money. So I hope you enjoy this song. It's called The 80s. It's the 80s. You need to get your hair greased. Maybe learn karate. And how to fix your bike. You know the nation. And I saw a fat kid. Maybe you should chase treasure. From a pirate And now you're looking out You're chopping wood You're waxing on, waxing on Waxing on, waxing on Make the fans stand up Is the key to her panties Just do what it says And look for pirate treasure I'm talking what I'm willing Gonna save the boondocks You and that Asian fat kid Doing a trouble shuffle Yeah Up in the To submit your answers to Fat Guy Loves Cake at Yahoo.com. Name the references to those 80s movies I made in that song. You got to get them all right. One wrong answer will disqualify your entry. And I'm fucking serious. The prize is going to be good. I'm going to spend some serious coin on whoever gets this correct. Now, staying with the 80s vibe. Guess what, folks? Those of you who know me know this already, but I bought some Hulk Hogan shoes. Some Hulkamania shoes off of a, I don't know, Halloween slash costume website that was awesome called fun.com. I shouldn't be telling you guys that because then you're going to go and get your own pair. But 
Hulkamania shoes. All right, they're fucking sick. They look like old Jordans, right? They got that style, you know, the 80s high tops. And then they got the red and yellow paint. Big, big rubber Hulkamania on the side. Well, I bought them. Like, I mean, I didn't even hesitate when I found them. And they're really good quality. They weren't cheap. And they're really good quality shoes. And I plan to wear them when I work out. Actually, I already got them, so I, I could have already gone to the gym wearing them. But then I thought, no, no, this <laughs> this isn't enough. So I started looking for more Hulk Hogan <laughs> attire. And I'm proud to say that I have the Hulk Hogan red and yellow tights are on the way. The feather boa. The Hulkamania tearaway shirt. And I'm going to wear them all to Planet Fitness, and I'm going to truly test their whole judgment-free zone <laughs> and see just how judgment-free it is. I won't be able to wear the tearaway shirt. I already know the rules. You cannot have tank tops. You cannot have stringy shirts. So I have to wear a regular black crew neck tee. But I'm wearing the tights. I'm wearing the shoes. I probably won't wear the boa, but I will wear the do-rag. If I can find it soon, uh, the yellow mullet wig. Definitely the Oakleys. Got to sport the Oakleys. And I'm going to say brother a lot because that's what Hulk Hogan does. I'm going to get on the treadmill and I'm going to look to my left and look to my right and be like, Hey, brother, you having a good workout? Brother. Brother. Everything's brother. Hey. So, that's what I got going on. And in the spirit of the 80s and Hulk Hogan, I thought that I would go down. I made a little list of my own with the help of some uh, various articles. I had to look some stuff up. I know the history of Hulk Hogan, but do you? See, it's been a long, it feels like fucking forever. Like, the guy should be 100, man. He's done so many things, been in so many places, had so many careers and it's just it's hard to keep up with and maybe you just don't give a shit but you should because some of them are pretty awesome now when i was growing up as a wee lad in the 80s hulk hogan was the shit he he couldn't fucking lose and we didn't want him to it was a long time he was the champ people loved him but you know in time that wears off and other wrestlers come in and hulk had to find a new angle for people to still like him but in between trying to get his image back and stay on top, Hulk Hogan did a whole lot of weird shit. First, he became a movie star. And yes, I can say movie star because he made not one, not two, not three, but several fucking movies. Someone paid good money for him to make movies. The very first one was called No Holds Barred. I don't know what it's about. I don't care. And I, I didn't see it when it came out, and I haven't seen it in my adulthood, so I really don't care. I know it's about wrestling, hence the name, No Holds Barred. It's got to be as awful. I mean, now I want to see it, because what happened was, is a long time ago, I was perusing some clips of, I don't know what, and I came across this one part of No Holds Barred. And I think a friend of mine had actually suggested this scene to me, and I'm going to play it for you. Let me set it up for you. For some reason, Hulk Hogan is in a parking garage, and there's a man inside a Volvo, and he's very scared. He's wearing a suit. He's got these fucking serial killer glasses on. Hulk Hogan walks over to the car, and he pulls the car door off. 
lifts the man by his collar up into the air, and this is what transpires. Have a listen. What's that smell? <laughs> Oscar worthy. <laughs> How the Academy missed that one, I'll never know. But yes, uh, as, as I'm sure that unfolded just like, hopefully that unfolded in your mind just like I told you. Um, I need to point out one other thing is that when Hulk pulls the man from the car, there's a shot where the camera's facing Hulk. So you're seeing the back of the man he's holding in the air and he doesn't have just a little dookie. I mean, like they (laughs) went so out of their way to stain this man's entire backside with what looks like chocolate pudding. And it's just so gross. There's so much of it. It's not just a little stain on the back of his pants. It's like a good, (laughs) it's like there's no part of his butt that's not covered. And it's not just, you know, like wet, like how you can see when cloth is wet. It like there's, they must have really, they must have been like taking paintbrushes and flinging pudding at this man's ass. But that's so, that is the epitome of acting. You hear Hulk, he's the whole time. But that fucking guy, man. Dookie! (laughs) Hulk, he makes this face. Because he's trying to process. This is the real method acting right here. He's trying to process what the man just told him. And he goes, Dookie! Oh, Hulk, you are the man. Let's hear it one more time. I would give anything to have been on set when that scene was being filmed. To have the behind the scenes, you could make an entire documentary on that scene alone. The making of, I would give anything to see the making of just that scene. The application of the Dookie, the Hulk Hogan and this actor reading their lines together. Hulk's like, okay, brother, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to lift you up and I'm going to kind of snarl at you. Okay, brother. All right, brother. And then you say, Dookie, you're really scared because the Hulk's just got you in the air. Okay, brother. All right. You think you could do that, brother? He's like, okay, I think I think I can do it. Hold on. Let me say, 
Dookie. Okay, I got it, Hulk. Let's do it. Action. But then afterwards, they're like high-fiving. Great take, brother. Great take. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to some uh, other things that have happened with Hulk. Hulk Hogan's real name is Terry Balea. And uh, back in 2015 or 2016, uh, he sued a news site called Gawker. And what Gawker had done was the head of Gawker had got a hold of a, of a fucking porn tape of Hulk Hogan and uh, some broad, not his wife. And yeah, it was a 30-minute home movie, pornographic film, as celebrities tend to do and somehow magically get leaked. So Gawker posted like 30 seconds of it, which, uh, you know, obviously affected Hulk's marriage. I can't say it affected his career whatsoever. I I would be hard-pressed to think that wrestling fans would ever shine that into a negative light. But either way, it happened, and Terry sued Gawker for like $150 million plus another 15, and he fucking won, and he was awarded something like $171 million. And Gawker immediately filed bankruptcy, sold to Warner, and uh, I think at some point they settled on $31 million. So if you were worried that Hulk might not be okay financially, he's fine. I mean, he didn't just have the money from wrestling. No, he's got Gawker money now, too. He's also got a very unusual relationship with his daughter. I'm not going to even touch that. But what I am going to tell you that has to do with his daughter is that Brooke dated a black man briefly, and Hulk Hogan, Terry Balea, was, oops, somebody accidentally recorded him ranting about how upset he was that Brooke was with a black man. And he said, and I'm going to quote, I mean, I'd rather she was going to fuck some ninja i'd rather have her marry an eight foot tall ninja worth a hundred million dollars brother like a basketball player i guess we're all a little racist fucking ninja those were his exact words ish <laughs> and uh, yeah that was all caught on tape and then hulk crashed and burned the wwe fucking cut his balls off terminated his contract he lost fucking everything and uh, he came back and he said, I used offensive language during a conversation, brother. It was unacceptable for me to have used that offensive language. There is no excuse for it. And I apologize for having done it. That's not who I am, brother. I believe very strongly that every person in this world is important and should not be treated differently based on race, gender, orientation, religious beliefs, or otherwise. Brother. I'm disappointed with myself. I use language and inconsistent with my own beliefs. And then he dropped some uh, Bible verses onto his Twitter. And I don't know, I guess the world kind of forgot about it. God, there's so many things that I could tell you guys about, but I would just, I run for an hour and I try to keep my shows at 30 minutes, but uh, I got two more. Okay. One Hulk Hogan loves to tell, I mean, he's a wrestler. So like lying is his business, but he has told this story so many times, so you may or may not have heard this one. Who knows what the fuck kind of information you have about Hulk Hogan. He's Hulk Hogan, you know. Uh, 
Some people may be listening to this and being like, he's talking about this guy. I don't know who he is. Well, Hulk has claimed for years and years that he was originally the bassist for Metallica. He said back in the early days, he was almost the bassist for Metallica because of his deep, strong, long-standing friendship with Lars Ulrich. Well, Ulrich denied ever being friends with Hogan and essentially said that Hogan was full of shit. Hogan has tried to twist that story throughout the years, but nobody believes it. It's just kind of faded into obscurity. So, Hulk's next endeavor into making more money than God, apparently, uh, was when he was at his peak, he opened a restaurant called Pastamania. You know, as a play on Hulkamania, Pastamania, because Terry Bolia is Italian. Just because he has an Italian last name, just because there are vowels at the end of your last name, does not mean that you can take Chef Boyardee and mark it up 500 times the original price and people are going to eat it. Pasta Mania opened in uh, some mall, whatever the biggest one in America is, and uh, it fucking tanked. And on this note, I would actually like to also let you guys know that when the George Foreman grill was invented, the first spokesperson they went to to represent it was Hulk Hogan, and he turned it down, which made George Foreman somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred billion dollars that's right billion butt stuff hulk hogan went on to endorse a blender but i don't think hogan's made that kind of money off of the hulk thunder mixer <laughs> all right i'm gonna wrap the show up for wednesday i gotta get it edited because i gotta actually go to work i gotta go to my job here soon uh thanks guys for sticking around i hope you enjoyed the show remember give me your answers or give me an email because i love love Bad guy loves cake at yahoo.com. I'm going to play you out with a very special song. It's another 80s track that I did. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to stand up right now. I want you to get up, put your headphones on, put your wireless earbuds in, and get ready to get your heart beating faster. Because I made this song specifically for you to work out to. This is the epitome of 80s right here. I made this. I wrote it. It's all me. I want you to get up. I want you to do jumping jacks. I want you to jog in place or just go to the fucking gym and put on this fucking hit. Hug your children, kiss your kitty cats, and please be nice, everybody. I give you Night Run. And put your foot on the gas We're going downtown To get some ass You're looking real cool Yeah, like a superstar With your glasses on You can see you real far Night run Night run Night run You're going on a night run Yeah, yeah 
Thank you. 